Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The following program, Bits, Rhymes, and Life, is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fun Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. This is the story of a boy who believed that whatever he dreamed he would come to achieve But never in his life did he dream he could be an inspiration to those who came after he Okay, so it was the late 1980s I know I'm dating myself, but bear with me, I'm old I was in elementary school, I don't know, let's say around maybe 8 or 9 years old and I went to an elementary school in Washington, D.C. Shout out to West Elementary School, West Tigers. Woo, woo. So I was there from kindergarten until about sixth grade. And being that this is elementary school, your salad days, so to speak, um, I had a lot of coming-of-age moments uh, in elementary school. Uh, I enjoyed my time thoroughly there, even though I used to get picked on because I was that kid um, you know, it makes me think of Sesame Street when one of these kids is doing his own thing, and that was usually me. Hey, you ready to play a little game? Hmm? Okay, good. Here we go. Three of these kids belong together. Three of these kids are kind of the same. But one of these kids is doing his own thing. Now it's time to play our game. It's time to play our game. I just looked different. I was usually into different stuff. Um, you know, and as I got older, I learned to embrace that uniqueness and being special. And everyone's special. You know, everyone is something, even if you look like someone and you have a twin that exists in this world, 10 times out of 10, there's something unique about you that makes you stand out. That's just one of those beauties of being a human, I guess. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, People like me. But anyway, um, you know, at this time, I'm a kid, and I just want to be cool. I want to be like everyone else. I want to have the coolest stuff and, and the most friends and, and most attention and, you know, all that good stuff when you're a kid. And at that time, um, you know, Nintendo was hot. I mean, when when has it never not been hot? But, you know, it was right at the beginning of uh, the NES days. Um, I think I got an NES for Christmas when I was like five or six back in the mid-80s, again dating myself. But at this time, I think the game to have, and um, this is really what the story is based around, the game to have then was not Mario, it wasn't Zelda, it was Double Dragon. Double Dragon for your Nintendo Entertainment System. The 
best action game ever from Acclaim. That's right. Before the corny movie and and all the sequels that kind of got away from the original story of just, you know, two brothers from the streets. And when I say brothers, I don't mean black dudes. I mean brothers, Jimmy and Billy Lee, which were nothing but color palette swaps, which was a real popular thing done back in the the uh, early days of video games because let's face it you know we didn't have the the sprites and the technology to really make cats look different or the programmers were just lazy and they said hey we'll give this dude yellow hair blue eyes and the brother will have brown hair and red eyes or maybe he had blue but i don't know anyway Double Dragon was the game to have, man. And it was funny because I remember going to Toys R Us when I was a kid. And, you know, tell me if y'all remember this. Going to Toys R Us and you have to used to get the ticket from, like, underneath the picture of the cartridge. And then take the, the ticket up to the front like your, you know, mom at, or whoever would buy the game. And then you go and retrieve the game from, like, the little game hut they had in the back. And it was always, like, that great feeling when you give the person that ticket, which is stapled to a receipt, which means now you own a copy of whatever it was. You got the touch. You got the power. Double Dragon was actually a game I didn't own. So there's the first big twist in this story. Um, I wanted Double Dragon really bad, and there was a guy in my class, or a kid in my class at that time. His name was Aaron Rotan. I'll never forget it. And um, I don't know how or what Aaron had to do. His, I don't know if he sold his soul or he's just a really good kid. I mean, he usually made good grades. He was a hell of an artist. I remember that. But his mom got him Double Dragon. That was one of the games, I believe it was like 70 bucks for Double Dragon. I was usually in that not going past 50 range of video games. Um, so when I go to Toys R Us, I would just look at the price. Even I would look at the game and then I would immediately look down at the ticket, which had the price. And my mom was usually like, let's stay in that $19.99 to $29.99 range. And if I did really well on like for Christmas or a port card or maybe my birthday, I get a little 49.99 game, you know what I mean? But I remember Double Dragon was like one of those $70 games. You know, obviously I didn't know why, and I still really don't know why to this day. It wasn't even that great of a game. The port over on NES to me really wasn't that great. It was just because it was a beat 'em up game and we're kids, we're little boys. We just want to beat stuff up. That's just what we do. So anyway, this particular day, I decided to, maybe it was like show and tell, but not in front of the class, amongst my friends. I decided to take like all the games I own. And at this point, it was only like three or four. So it really wasn't a lot. But I, I took this handful of NES games, just just not the boxes, but just the games and those little black sleeves they used to come in that said Nintendo. And I think at that time I had like Zelda, I had Trojan. That was one of those games my mom let me get that was discounted. And actually the first Capcom game I owned. And uh, Mario, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I decided to uh, take all my games to school, maybe for show and tell. 
And what wound up happening was we didn't go outside um, where we could show off our games on the playground, which is what, you know, kids tend to do. You tend to wait till lunch and recess and you're like, yeah, I'm going to show them. I'm going to bam, brandish your games and, you know. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. And usually it's just like, ooh, and ah, and all that. Then you go back to, you know, kid life. But anyway... Um, it was raining, so we stayed inside. And sometimes what would happen was when it rained, since uh, my school was kind of open, there really weren't classrooms. It was like this two big-ass floors. There were like partitions and, and room dividers put up to kind of section off the areas. So it was pretty easy to get around. And if you were upstairs, you had like a really good panoramic view of like the lower area. And somehow I managed, I guess I followed some older kids up because, you know, you're a young kid and the older kids were cool. And I mentioned to them like, oh, yeah, I trade NES games or I have some good games. And they were like, yeah, we do, too. Um, I should have known something. These these guys were definitely not guys to just follow around. They were kind of like the um, not really bullies, but just you know they were they were older, so they were slicker and they felt like they could get over on on uh, young kids. But because I was one of those young kids, I totally was not hip to uh, you know what they were trying to do. These guys were you know oh man you should bring your games you should bring your games. So the day I decided to bring my games to school. And one of those games I had with me at the time was actually the borrowed copy of my friend Aaron, who I mentioned earlier, uh, his Double Dragon game. And um, so I really had no business of bringing it, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring it and I'm going to act like it's mine. And I had to make sure Aaron wasn't around because I wasn't trying to, uh, you know, have him bust my bubble like, dude, that's really my game, you know. So I was like, man, this will give me so many cool points with the big kids. So I followed the big kids up to the second floor, and there wasn't a lot of teachers up there. And what happened was, in a flash, I remember this, I pulled out my games. The One of the big kids, it was like three of them, um, they were like, yo, let me see them. And I was like, okay. And I was just like, I didn't think anything of it. But when they asked me to see the games, I kind of like got hip to the, to the plan. I was like, man, I got it. Whatever I do, keep my eye on these games because... I have a feeling what's about to happen, happened. And what happened was I got distracted and the kid who was holding the games, he just ran off, he just darted the other way. And I remember trying to chase after him and the other two kids who were there, um, they took off and ran in different ways too. Like they all kind of, they took the games and they were like, oh, we're just looking at them and they turned their back. So I couldn't see who had what. And then they all kind of just dispersed in three different directions. One of them ran back the way we came. One of them ran the opposite way. And um, I, I don't know. Like, they just all dispersed. And in that, in that instance, it was one of the first times I've ever felt like my heart drop. Because I was like, oh, my God. My little stash of NES games is gone. Like, I will probably not get these back. And um man, I don't I think I was too too much in shock to cry, but inside I was bawling. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's right. It was it was one of those moments where I was scared because I I felt like this little collection of games that I worked my butt off for in school and gotten good grades or just had amassed and was so you know so took so much pleasure and pride in having was gone. I also compounded with the fact that one of the games I had in my custody wasn't even mine. I just brought it with me to show off, you know, and the. Last thing, which at the time it didn't really kick in until later, was my mom whooping my ass because these games, which, you know, I took a lot of pride in collecting, but she paid for. I mean, and this was a couple hundred dollars worth of games, and my mom wasn't exactly balling. You know, she was a single mom um, doing the best she can, and um, and she did, by the way. Let me put that in there. Love you, Mom. just to this day it's like one of those moments where like when I think about it I still kind of like it gives me goosebumps because I, I will always remember like that feeling of like watching the three older kids you know seeing them with my games that I'll never have back so what I do well you know even though they say you shouldn't do this I went downstairs I found one of the uh, teachers who was supposed to be like monitoring and not saying she wasn't but this particular teacher wasn't upstairs because again upstairs which i should have known better there really wasn't anyone upstairs and now i think about it i don't even think kids were supposed to be upstairs but there was really no one uh up there monitoring and making sure we weren't i ran downstairs and i, I found a teacher and uh you know i basically was like i snitched i was like yo thing i took i brought with some of my nintendo games to show off to these kids and they brought me upstairs and then you know, they took my games and they turned around and then they ran. And I don't know what our games are. Like it was it was a mess, man. And you know, I think at that point the teacher was like, Okay, like, well, you know, um, we're gonna try to find who who were the students and that's when you really weren't supposed to snitch because I was like, damn, like double whammy, like if they find out that I told specifically who they were, you know, I, I would definitely reap the, the consequences of always being that dude who snitched. And obviously back then I'm a teen, I'm a kid. I don't, I didn't think about that, but in hindsight, that's just one of those like unspoken street things. You don't snitch. You know what I mean? Snitches to get stitches, son. <laughs> it's no secret that black people are culturally inclined against snitching. Hey, I ain't seen nothing. 
Man, fuck your mom. But recently, what was once an unwritten rule about snitching has become a full-blown stop snitching movement, complete with merchandising. Take the murder of 19-year-old Jermaine Lojack Walker, who was shot during a street basketball tournament in the middle of a summer afternoon in front of at least 300 eyewitnesses. Nobody even called the cops. They all just went home. But despite the cultural stigma against it, a whopping one in 12 black men in poor neighborhoods is an active informant. You damn right, Mr. Police, man. I saw the whole thing. Anyway, um, but they were my Nintendo games. So, of course, I ratted them out. And um, I told exactly who it was. I, I don't know what happened. It's not like the school could cut me a check for, for the games. I had no business bringing my games in. I just lost those games. I had to, like... Uh, suck it up I think a couple of those games Were like returned to me One of the kids came forward The other one was like I don't know what he's talking about Or like Just was like I, I don't have the games Or whatever And there was really no way To get them to bring the games I don't even think The kids got anything more Than some detention And the teacher just looked at me And I looked so pathetic That she didn't even Feel like You know Handing out any kind of punishment to me for one being upstairs when I shouldn't have been unattended and two you know bringing games and stuff like that to school uh which I mean wasn't illegal but in hindsight now I see why you don't I'll never forget that day uh that rainy day at school you know who would have known it might have been a little different could have been the same if we had been outside like we were supposed to where I could have shown the games to all my friends my friends who were my right age and not got you know sucked away into uh, getting duped by the older kids. And I just learned a very big lesson about, you know, being very careful who you show your treasures to as you never know who's watching, who's listening. So now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Now, this story isn't quite over because the very next day I had to go to Aaron and say, man, I'm so sorry, but I lost your game. It was one of those games that was stolen from me. And surprisingly, he wasn't too pissed. However, my mom was because she was the one who had to pay Aaron and his mom back that $70 for the stolen copy of Double Dragon. As I like to call it, Trouble Dragon. Peace. I'm afraid we'll be in for some hard fighting. Let's get on with it.
I'm a red vest on, I'ma get my flex on Brides and guys get a kick to the head zone A bow bow try to step in his chest gold Two brothers walk the beat, we the best known We in the streets where your peeps catch a headstone Without heat, got a back, get your head flown Anything around turn into a weapon You know I'm dead wrong Like me, but I ain't talking about the press zone Can that Marianne see the man's red bone Now we finna pan back like a cred loan Black warriors, blood to lips Me and my dude red and blue like the bloods and crips Mobbing out though, I never thought I buzz for chicks But here I am beating don'ts in with clubs and sticks Double dragging, pants sagging, toad sagging Don't ask questions, we're gonna teach you a lesson Get ready We don't need something to settle yet Even a hot skip and a jump from where we be Getting it down is some cat named Willie I heard his name around White slacks in his medium shirt We approach him immediately giving him work And now I'm face to face with my girl at last But a look on her face made we worry a tad Where you at bro? In a warehouse, you suffer many losses Get your ears tossed, big time and little bosses Got the girl in the midst who's nothing Case getting curious like Benjamin Button All of a sudden talking about how we was smutting Back in the day Before me and you was cutting Now we gotta bang it out for your thing Get right, must a bunch of rain me and man Whoa, whoa, let me get this straight, man. So we've been traveling all up and down the alleyways, through the woods, through the forest, through the trees, through the factory and all that. And then I get here. And you, my girl, tell me that I gotta fight my man for you. Hey, Willie, man, you can have her, man. We out, man. You save my quarters. for listening to Bits, Rhymes, and Life. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at the Nerdy Show store, or directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of Bits, Rhymes, and Life, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all our favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.